Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Next Chapter. Welcome, everyone, to 2021. I hope everyone's doing well. Everyone is staying safe. Guys, we have a very special episode for you guys. One of my very close friends, Nick Lebrano, is going to be joining us on the show. We're going to be talking about how 2021 is going to go, how we think it's going to go, what we're looking forward to, some life lessons, as we always do. But with that being said, guys, let's get into, into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome my friend, Nick Lebrano. Hello, man. Welcome to the show. It's going pretty good, Gabe. It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me on today. No problem. And uh, welcome to 2021. <laughs> yeah, right? we made it. We made we survived it. Survived 2020. Uh, it's uh, it is pretty crazy uh, where you know everything that's going on and that happened actually in 2020, and and now it's a uh, it's a new year. Yeah, it's all a distant memory. <laughs> I know. I think it was funny because I actually just saw. Um, I think it was like last night. This this Instagram post of how 2020 is going to be a year that's going to be, like, in the books. Like, we're going to be talking about that year for so many... Our kids are going to hear about 2020. The stuff that went down this year between COVID (laughs) and between the election and stuff, like, this is stuff, like, our kids are going to hear about, like, when they go to school and stuff. I think it's, like, something that we actually didn't... I mean, for me personally, I didn't really comprehend until, like, recently. Like, there was... The the amount that happened this year, um, it was so much that, like... People are gonna read about it and be like, "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. Like all that happened in one year. We're like, yeah, yeah we, li- we lived through that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was talking about it with somebody, and like, I was like, "Yeah, this year felt like it flew by. Like it still feels like it's March. Like we just got back from school, and it's like we're just getting home for spring break. But now it's January first, twenty twenty one, and to think that like this year flew by so fast, but like so much." just stop was so packed in this year is like so hard to, I think comprehend for a lot of people like between the quarantine and then we had the election how like everything got canceled and then came back it's like it's insane to think about how different this year was and how fast it flew by for everybody yeah and I think it's you know I agree with that 100% and I think it's it's interesting to see you know, this year really showed the people that are resilient and mm-hmm. that are willing to uh, adapt. Com- adapt, exactly, adapt to change and, and know that, like, you know, this co- this corona thing isn't forever. It's just in the meantime, we have to, you know, roll with you the You got to learn to live with it while it's here. Exactly. And yeah, you got to exactly. be able to see who was able to advance and continue going on with their lives and who shut down. You could re- you really could see the kinds of people that were separated this year. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's it was really you know telling to see those people. You, you know, we saw those people here in the U.S. You know, with people in Florida who mm-hmm. were like, "Ah, Corona is real." You know, you know, we're gonna go out to the beach and party and not wear a mask because you saw, yeah, you know, majority of the country who were wearing masks and social distancing and and do what they had to do because they knew this wasn't forever. They knew that this wasn't gonna go on you know, for 30 years. Like, this is just Mm -hmm. in the meantime. This is is in the meantime until we can have a herd immunity to this virus. And it really, it shows who is a tougher individual and who's not. Like, if you're willing to make sacrifices that may inconvenience you in the short term but are going to positively affect the larger population, you can see who's mature enough to make those decisions. And in certain states, there are a decent amount of people that just didn't want to make those decisions and only cared about themselves. And I think it's pretty sad. And that's a large portion of, that's a lot of people in our country that think that way. And it's unfortunate to think that way, but going into 2021, I think I'm, I'm personally going in with the mindset of, I want to be a better person and I want to increase, like, I want to make myself a more positive person and have a more positive impact on people around me. That's my goal for 2021. 
Yeah, and I, I agree with you on that. Like, same here. I think something that really spoke to me was that everything I learned in 2020, all the hardships and everything like that, I'm going to bring with me to 2021. Oh, Because definitely. those were all the things that, like, it was basically, for me, it was like the light shining down from the sky, being like, here, like, here are the the essential tools for you to take. Don't leave. Like, you know, I, I saw a lot of posts on, like, Snapchat and stuff like that and Instagram where people saying, oh, you know, we're leaving everything behind 2020. All that, all that shit's going behind. It's like, no, in 2020, I learned lessons that I have, that I had never learned in 19 years of being on this planet Earth. Like in just the span of, you know, from March to, to December, learned lessons that I had no idea that I would learn at that mm-hmm. age. And yeah, I'm, of course, I'm bringing that to 2021. Are you kidding me? No, no there's, question. I, I think that from January 1st, 2020 to January 1st, 2021, I think I am. I have learned so much about myself and about life and like as an individual. And those are things you got to take with you. Like there are certain things that I started in 2021, like working out consistently, like from starting in Jan- like the start of January of 2020 uh, to now I'm down almost 30 pounds and working out is going to be something I consistently take with me. And there are people at school like you, Noah, Dylan, that really influenced me to take that up when we were at school. And now I'm continuing with it now that we're in an, we're in a whole nother year, it's a year later. Exactly. And there's a lot of positivity things. Like you just got to take things one day at a time. That's one thing I have really learned this year. How uncertain things were in our lives for a large portion of the year. You got to roll with the punches. You can't try to plan everything to a T all the time. You just got to roll with it day by day because things can change. Things can change like that. And I think everybody learned that this year. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a great lesson. I think you know. I actually did an episode about being in the present. I think that's something that I'm going to continue to do this year in 2021. Is like just live every day in the moment. You know, we I tend to remember back in like, you know, even when 2020, like January, we're back at school. Like I was living, you know, for Fridays, you know, we go out to movies mm-hmm. and we go out to the bars and they're like, oh, you know, I got to get through, you know, Monday through Thursday. And I wasn't living in the moment of just being, hey, you know, I'm at school, I'm with friends, you know, I'm hanging out, I'm going to the gym. I was living in, in a different time. I was living mm-hmm. in the future. And that's something that I learned in 2020 throughout this quarantine for sure was to just be in the now, just be like, you know, whatever's going on around me right now, just be there, you know, mm-hmm. be there. There's no reason to be in the future because the future, as you said, like it's, it's forever changing. We have no idea what can happen in a day, two days, you know, how, what have you. And that's so important is just to be in the now. Mm-hmm. And I think a reason why we learned that is when we were at school, we went home, going for spring break like oh i will i cannot wait to be back next week that next week never came and i think that taught a lot of us like why are like why live so why live to next weekend live now make the most of every day you can make the most out of every class don't just go don't just be at school to like float through class and then party like make the most of what's in your classes get get what you're paying for really out of it and that's something that a lot of people can learn it's something i learned this year um there are a lot of there are a lot of life lessons, and I know yeah you mentioned before like everyone's like oh no we gotta leave we gotta leave Corona in the past we gotta leave all the stuff in the past but like I personally wouldn't change this year like if I had to go back and change things I think I am so much of a better person now I, like there's so many more positives in my life right now and they're all influenced because COVID nineteen did happen and like COVID nineteen is a horrible thing that happened to this country and a horrible thing that happened to the world. But the way the year played out, I guess for me, I became a more developed person and 
it's not something I just, it's just not something I'd want to change. A lot of my friends are like, no, nah, I wish I could go back to March. And I'm just like, no, nah, I'm fine staying where I am right now. And I agree with you on that. I think, you know, at, at 19 years old, you know, you're still kind of developing at a sluggish pace. You know, you're kind of like, you know, you learn lessons, you, you make mistakes. But I think our generation, you know, like, you know, in college, we developed this year from 2020 to 2021 so fast because we learned so much and so much was going on. Like, I mean, if I look back into March of 2020 when, when we got sent home for spring break, I, I'm a drastically different person now than oh, I was yeah. back then. And I, and, I, and I think you are too. You know, I think we are two different, very vastly different people from when we left school, you know, for in March to when we are now. And mm-hmm. I, and when people say like, oh, I wish I could go back, you know, bring me back and time travel to, you know, whenever March before Corona. It's like, I don't want to go back there. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I re- to be honest, I don't want to go back there because I was – you know, if I'm speaking in, in, in honest terms, like I wasn't the person that I wanted to be back then. Right now I am, you know, it's just, that's just, you know, when people say, oh, I want to go back to being, you know, that crazy kid in, in March, going out to Moody's, you know, going to Cornell, going to the, you know, DKE, it's like, I guess, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, like, it's fun. Like, sure, when we go back to school, like, we're going to be going there, but I'm not going to be living at school just to go party. Right. I don't think anybody should be doing that. And I, I think that, like, we I th- we just evolved as, like, as people. And almost all the people that I know have, like, are drastic, not only like drastically different people, but are definitely different people. Um, definitely different people than we were in March. Oh, 100%. A lot of my I friends think... are like that right now. And I have yeah. so many different re- kinds of relationships with people now just because of that. Like, I have way different friends right now than I did in March. Oh, 100 It's so, it's so I, weird to think about. Yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, you know, I can, you know, if I think back to March, even February of last year, I was, you know, kind of in between, you know, friend groups and whatnot. You, you kind of know the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to get into it. We don't need to get into specifics, anybody. but I know um, the story. A, but, you know, the story, and I was kind of like in between. I was like, you know, what the, what the hell is going on? Like, People are telling me to go out on Fridays and Saturdays and Thursdays too. I was like, oh my God, three days a week. It's it's like a it's a lot. It's a lot, you know. And then I was like, you know, okay, I'm gonna cut down to two. And then I get shit on for not going out three. I was like, oh, what's what's wrong with me just going out two? Two's already plenty enough. Mm-hmm. And then you know, by March, I think before, like, I think it was a week and a half before we left for spring break. I was like, I can't fucking go out on a weekly basis anymore. Like it was just it was one. It was it was becoming like not fun and not enjoyable for me it's the and same two, thing just, over and over again it's, yeah exactly and, and two i was with the i was with the wrong friend group like everybody it was very you know childish and, and what have you and you know i i am very thankful that i happened to land in your group with yeah. you know with our group now because mm. what with you me dylan on, noah noah everybody jeremy Shane, max, jeremy max Shane, all those guys because it's you know and we've seen it over the past like seven eight nine months uh, you know, everybody developed, mm-hmm. you know, everybody grew. It wasn't just yeah, like, it's know, not just like some people f- grew and some people grew and some people did the same. Like everyone that I'm close friends with grew. And I do know people that didn't, that didn't grow that much this year. Yeah. And I feel sorry for them. They didn't, there were a lot of opportunities that you could have taken this year to develop as a person. And you should be looking for those opportunities this year. Make the most out of your year. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's, you know, it's very important. And I, I say this a lot to, to, to many people 
is that when you have like a friend group or even a couple of friends or however many friends you have that are growing and developing along with you, man, you can't, you can't pay for that. That's mm-hmm. like, no, you can't. That's one of the best things to have because not only are you developing, but you're seeing people with around you develop, you develop and they're making you a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're making you want to do better. They're making you want to, you know, eat healthier or, you know, work out more, read more, learn more. Like that's just, that's, probably one of the best things you can have in a friend group yeah you know what i'm saying no, it really is i know exactly what you're saying and i'm very grateful to have those people around me right now at home and at school right you know and and it's i think it's so important because i think in today's day and age a lot of you know young adults adolescents we like to just find people you know and, and just kind of have friends like oh i gotta have friends i gotta have this many friends i gotta have that many friends. Oh, like all these things but it's like if they're not helping you, if they're not grow, or if they're not helping you pursue your goals and dreams, then they're not really then, your friends. Then they're not really your friends. Exactly. They're just kind of there to make you feel less lonely, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Like, but if you, yeah, yeah go ahead. Go. Oh, I-, I was going to say, like, I'm the kind of person that would rather have two really good friends than like 15 meh friends. Right. Exactly. I- I'd, ra- I'd rather consistently see two people. And then be like really good friends and really good for me, like emotionally, st- like just stability wise. Then have like fifteen friends that are like, "Yo, let's go party." Right. Exactly. You know that, and that's you know this was this brings me to a quote that I want to say. It was uh, I saw this on Instagram, and it was like, "If you have five millionaire friends, you'll be the sixth. If you yeah. have five loser friends, you'll be the sixth. So it's like whoever you surround yourself with is gonna is like inevitably your environment." Mm-hmm. Like those are the people you're gonna, you know. Those are people, yeah. That that's who you're associated with. Exactly, you know, and and that's why I think it's like so important. Like you know, in our friend group, we have people that push each other. You know, exercise. You know, we got radio. We have you know everything that everybody like, in our friend group just pushes each other to a new level. Mm-hmm. And everyone, everyone in our group like hypes each other up. Like without a doubt, oh, yeah. I know that Dylan, Dylan, Noah Scott, Noah Haberman are all gonna listen to this. I, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, Shane. Like all know. these people are going, they listen to all our stuff and they tell us, they tell us what we can improve on, and that's that's beneficial in a friendship. They tell me, like with my radio work, hey, can you critique this really fast, or hey, can you listen to this? Tell me what you think. And yeah. we have we have guys in our group that will no question drop everything they're doing and help you out. Oh, and 100%. that's so important that they push you to be the best version you can of yourself. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, I was like, I mean, I've been having conversations with Dylan uh, for the past you know, week and a half. We just talk every day about, about working out PRs, all that stuff. You know, I, mm-hmm. he, he critiques me. I critique him. You know, he just, I just convinced him to get back into deadlifting because he wants to compete. I mean, you know, it's things like that that are so important because like, not only are you pushing yourself, but you're, you're helping other people and you're, yeah. you're making other people even better. Mm-hmm. You know, I got uh, yeah, Noah Haverman who lives about 20 minutes away from me came over the other day and uh he like you know he has a bench press at his house but it's not it's a little different from my bench press my bench uh-huh. press is a little bit newer and you know we were we were benching together and i was like no have you hit 225 yet on the bench he's like yeah i hit at school back a year and a half ago i was like let's try let's let's hit 225 you know and mm-hmm. so we, we worked up and this kid hit 225 like it was nothing and we were hyped as fuck we we're like let's get it you know we were going yeah. crazy because he, he you know he had hit he didn't hit 225 in, in over a year so it's things like that that are so damn important, you know. And we we got Jeremy, who's you know incredible on radio and pushes us to be and pushes us to be even better because he's so motivated. It, you, we you have all these guys that are like without a doubt are willing to motivate you. 
Yeah, um, I mean, and it's it's, it's so a great cool. atmosphere to be around. Even on the radio station back at school, like there are definitely people that. I think there are people on the like there are people on the radio station that are definitely like push you to be the best version of yourself on the TV and radio station back at school, and that's huge. It's so important. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I think you know one of the reasons I chose Ithaca was because of the the ability or the ability of the radio and and TV programs up there that are they're so professional. You know. Yeah. They're no, just, that's like, exactly you... why I chose the school. It was the immediate <laughs> access to stuff. Yeah. I mean, you look down there. There's like four or five radio booths. You got three actual huge tv studios i mean mm-hmm. the facilities compare to you know even syracuse who's one of they're those... totally on par with syracuse and the one thing that i know about syracuse that a lot of people talk about there you're not hands-on with anything till junior year i mean that's crazy man that's i was hands i was crazy. hands-on i was hands-on with equipment what a week after like yeah, i think it was week. still an orientation when i did my first sports cast yeah i mean in that you know that's actually a big thing when i was looking at schools uh, it was between Quinnipiac University here in, in CT and then Ithaca College. I also, to, I also, I also was, I almost went to, bleh, I also almost went to Quinnipiac. <laughs> yeah, so like great school, great communication program. So one day, um, cause it's only like thirty-five minutes from my house, forty minutes from my house. So I drove up there. It's kind of like it's called a Quinnipiac in the day. So it's like you kind of go to a class, whatever major you want to be uh-huh. in. And I went there and I sat in this like intro, to, uh, intro to com class you know for freshmen and yeah. i sat in i sat in there and it was literally i kid you not the class was just about like this teacher was just describing other classes you could take your junior year after you get through all these requirements of doing like all this random shit and i was like what you can't even why do you need do to learn anything? about that right now <laughs> like and then i talked to some people and like some of the people like didn't even like weren't even interested in TV and like their radio wasn't even that big and their TV was like decent because they're a D one school. But I was like, what? Like, you guys don't do anything? You're freshmen? And I was like, that's crazy. Like and even I, in even in like intro to what was it? Field production? Yeah, it was yeah. intro to field production. A weekend of the class, I was given a PPAX card and told to go rent out a one like a fifteen hundred fifteen hundred dollar Sony camera. Yeah, and they were like, you know? "Go record something." I mean, it's it, the 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 differences were so drastic, and then of course, you mm-hmm. know, I went up to Ithaca in April, um, just to see what it was like there. And you know, my my tour guide was a freshman; he was uh, end of his freshman year, and he was a silent reporter for Bombers Live. He was, um, you know, a host on a sports show for radio. He was, you know, a TA for I think it was field production actually. So he was like doing all these things. He was already involved. He was, you know, it was it was crazy how like he was just a freshman mm-hmm. and he was already doing sideline reporting for Ithaca football. He was already a host for a sports show for radio. I mean, it was nuts. And that no, was one and thing like about. yeah, in my freshman year in Ithaca, what did I I achieved? I did a sports cast every week for two semesters. Um, I ran a talk show. Uh, I was on two TV shows. One as a cameraman. One as an assistant director. Uh, I was. What else? Did, what else did we do? Well, you and me were doing basketball games together. Yeah, we were doing basketball games. We were. We doing, were doing uh, that. We were doing the pre, post, and halftime shows for basketball games. And I did soccer in the first. I did soccer first semester, and then you got a color job. And yeah, that's I mean, all your freshman year. Imagine if we were there this semester. I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, I'm thinking back, if we were in in uh, Ithaca for the fall semester you know, we would have been doing football, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, not, I was supposed not, to be a halftime analyst. You were supposed to be halftime, football. and I was doing You I were going to be a content media. creator, right? Yeah, and, like, 
that's like sophomores, man. Yeah, football. we no sophomore. Yeah, f- football, <laughs> football, the biggest job you can have on the sports radio department. We both have positions on. I mean, you know, We're sophomores. It's, it's crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and football is, you know, the highly coveted. Like if you get football, like you're like, you know, it's the high, it's the coveted job <laughs> yeah, in the radio exactly. department. If you got a football job, then you're doing something right. Exactly, you know, but. It's, but like that's the biggest thing is like you know when you go to school it's like you want to go to experience not just the you know going out and partying and you know having a good time of course it's like part of it but you also got to experience mm-hmm. you know other stuff like when I went to Ithaca I was like all right we gotta go out there we gotta just do radio TV whatever and just go out and just try it you yeah. know no you try everything you try everything and then even when you're in class like you meet people you learn new things you discover things by yourself. You know, that was, I think, one of the biggest things that I really missed um, this fall was like, you know, it really was a big downer. was like we couldn't have that experience. We were just mm-hmm. stuck in just our stuck hometowns. on our computers. <laughs> you know, like that was like when they said we weren't going back in August, I was like, oh, is it really worth 30K to go back to just sit in my room? I mean, you know, and if we weren't going to go back this semester, I was, I'm probably like, if we like, if like right now we're supposed to go back to school, but if like they made the decision to not go back, like I might just gap the semester. <laughs> That's I don't I know if it's worth, I don't know if it's worth my money. You know, totally I, honest with you. It, it, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it is because, you know, and everyone has a different opinion. Everyone's like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, it is worth it because I want to stay with my credits and whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you're that. saving, you're like, regardless, you're saving a lot of money. You're not paying regard- for board. You're regardless. You're you're spending thirty thousand dollars to, yeah. you know, on an average day, I would be in class for maybe two and a half, three or four hours at max. Like at four, max. No, four, I agree. Four, four at, four at most. Four at most. And that was like, like if it was a fr- if it was a Friday, I might be in class for four hours. But yeah, like I think Mondays, that's like pushing it. Like Mondays where I had like that two and a half hour class, and then I had like a an hour class. So like, I mean, yeah, so like that was my one. Like, day yeah, like, like no, like Tuesdays I had like a two hour class, and then I had no class on Thursdays. But like so, when you're paying tuition, like I'm getting, I am supposed to be getting access to things in my tuition that I am not getting access to right now. Exactly. Like all the facilities at park, like part of my tuition. Um, the gym is part of my tuition. Uh, a bunch of stuff at the school, like all the events they host are part of my tuition that I'm paying for to be there. A food, a meal plan, and everything. Like, and I just don't have any access to that here. Why am I paying so much money to do school from home when I have no access to the extracurriculars that I'm paying for? Exactly. They're not even running. Like, I don't know why we're paying that much. You know, and I think it should have been a huge deduction on our tuition this semester, just just solely on that. Like, just solely because we didn't have access to park, we didn't have access to gym, no dining hall, no rooms. You know, uh, mm-hmm. basically no lot, like nothing. It should have just been like, what can, what, what do you think education itself costs? And then that should have been it. Like, you know, like yeah. how much you need to pay the professors all together. And then that should have been it. Like, you don't need to give that much money for stuff that we didn't even, we, we didn't even need to for. pay near 30, you don't need to pay near $30,000 to be sitting online. So speaking of the second semester in the spring, we're heading back soon. Uh, it's Ithaca college and it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm, you know, intrigued to see what it's like. Uh, you're moving mm-hmm. in before me. I'm moving in. Yeah, uh, I'm moving the 27th of January. So I'm I'm going in the 5th of February. So I mean, it's, it's interesting. I'll be there to about see. a week. Yeah. Before you. I mean, it's, it's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a lot know, of restrictions on campus. I'm just interested to see how they deal with it because they haven't had anybody on campus 
No, like, it's going to be. I know a lot of my friends, well, a lot of my friends, almost all of them went back to school fall semester. Yeah. Granted, like one here. of them was in North Carolina. One <laughs> of them was in Oswego. That's all the way up north in, it, in New York still. Um, yeah, a lot of people in Syracuse too, so. Yeah, and they went back to school. I know people that went back to school, and it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with it, especially as the pandemic's the like, war, the wave we're in is worsening as every day right now. It's not like it's slowing down; it's only picking yeah. up. So it's going to definitely be interesting to see how they deal with that, especially when we get back to school. I well, think, I think like if going, anything, yeah. it's a little safer to be at school because, like, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be no one's not going to have access to go out and partying. Like, people really shouldn't be getting it on campus. And if people do have to go home, they they're really going to see their family. They're really going to other schools, right? And I think, so like, you know, if you need if you need to go home for a weekend, it's just not a catastrophe. You're just seeing your family, and most people in that generation, at least, are being smart about what they're doing. Right, and I actually heard. Can you hear me? All right. Sorry, yeah, I'm getting a phone call. Um, but uh, I heard someone in my one of my classes during finals, and he's a he's a sophomore like us, and he was saying how Ithaca potentially could shut down again, just because of how strict they are when with like this whole spiking of everything that's going on with Corona. So he was saying like mm-hmm. you know with Thanksgiving it was a big spike, and you know, obviously Christmas was a big spike, and New Year's a big spike, and he was and he was saying that Ithaca might not allow people back but i was like mm, you know maybe they, exactly they need our money you know, <laughs> they like, need our room and board money even if we're there for a week they're gonna secure they're gonna secure I mean, the bag you really can't close right a college for a year let's be honest here you can't it just it doesn't work like that no i i don't know how they'd be able to like, like financially i mean you know at some point you'd be like all right you know we gotta let people back <laughs> just to stay open for our sake as a school like you we have to you gotta just you just gotta you gotta roll the punches. Like let everybody back and see how it goes. If it's bad, if it's bad, you send people home. And if it, it works, it works. You have I to think give it, you think you have to it hasn't done that other schools have done was they like you know let's talk about like Syracuse or Oswego. Like they rolled the die. Like they're like all right, let's see how it works. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work. We figure out another plan. If it works, fantastic. I think it wasn't even willing to roll the die. They were like oh, no 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 no. Hold on, pump mm-hmm. the brakes real fast. Like they weren't even willing to let kids back and see how it goes. They just they all of a sudden. Uh, and that was I like mean, a ridiculous. You decision. have to at least have to try. You know, obviously, here's the thing. In, mm-hmm. a, in a in a realistic world, like you're gonna you're gonna get cases. Let's be honest. You know, it, it you're gonna get cases. No, they're gonna it's be not cases. Like it's gonna be like, oh, whoa. It's about how you manage it's the exactly. cases when you got. And it, and, every, and they thought that they were gonna come back and nobody was gonna get like corona. That's crazy. Obviously, you're going to get some kids that are going to get corona. That's ridiculous. Like, you can't avoid it, you know? Like, it just, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Every school has had it. Every school has dealt with it. Yes, to be fair, there are big schools like Michigan and Ohio State mm-hmm. and, you know, LSU and Alabama that have a lot of cases, but they also have a massive mm-hmm. campus with 40 plus thousand people. Yeah, on top of the, fa- yeah, no, there's a 40,000. You know, like I have a friend that goes to Penn State and, you know, Penn State's huge. It's basically a, a village in itself, you know? He, it's a, no, you it's know, a small he, city. <laughs> Ohio State yeah, is exactly. like a small city. You know, he was like, yeah, we, you know, we had like around 500, 600 cases. I was like, yeah, that's fine for you because you're Penn State. Like you're going to – 600 people is – that's like, you know – That's like, that's that's, like 2% you know, of your population. You know? 600 cases at Ithaca, I mean, that would shut us down for good. You know what I mean? No, we had 600 cases on campus <laughs> exactly, at Ithaca and yeah, send exactly. everybody home. <laughs> 
we only have four thousand kids on. We only have four thousand kids that go to the school, and not even all so, of like, them live on the campus. The difference between like you gotta you gotta be able to take the risk of letting people back and understanding that there's gonna be some cases. But mm-hmm. I think that if you're smart enough to be like, okay, we got some cases, let's quarantine the people that have you know corona and you know test them back to whoever they were with, and then you 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 know they isolate them, and then you, you move forward. No, you contact Trace and you just move forward and you, you know, nip you it in the bud right there. School for a year, it just doesn't work like that. It just really doesn't work like that. It, it's no. It's first of all, it's financially, you know, it's a college would cease to exist because think about this. Imagine how people would be like taking a gap semester or or not going back or transferring schools if they said that they were that they were closing for the spring semester. I mean, you they would lose insane amount of money, like an insane amount of money. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, they lose, lose I mean, so much money. Would, like, just solely based off incoming freshmen that haven't even been on campus yet, and then you know people like us who didn't even get to begin their sophomore year, uh, you know, juniors, seniors is a different story because some of them already graduated. But you, you, they would lose. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that, like, if you're a hands-on like major or career path, it's a total setback that's to be yeah, sitting on your computer you, at home. You're not practicing I mean, anything like, in your field. Us, you know, sports media majors. Like we, majority of our classes, you know, are hands-on with group with groups of people mm-hmm. working together, making projects. If we can't do that, and we can't like, do that right and, now. And if, so, if you know, President Quayle was like, "Yeah, we're shutting down for the spring semester," I'd be like, "You know what? You're not getting my money." As much as as much as I would, you no, know, I, like, I, I'd I be think... like, I, "Of course, I love it. The college it's a great school, but I'm not going to give you my money to sit." at home again and online again you know spend four hours you know four hours out of the day like you take four hours out of the day that's that you have 20 that's other it. hours you know of course including homework and whatnot but even homework man like i didn't even homework took me like an hour at max two hours if i was mm-hmm. i mean two hours like if you just pace your homework properly like it shouldn't you know take you that's like you know day. total let's say like seven hours that's seven hours out of your day that's you know you've, you have another like 15 hours to go you know, that's why people, like, you know, had mm-hmm. jobs. People were, um, you know, going to the gym. Well, I was working. I got a job I got a job this semester, and then the time I wasn't at my job and wasn't in school doing homework, I was right. working you out. you know, and it's – I think mm-hmm. it just – it would be – one, to be unfair to a lot of people because, you know, we, want, we all want to go back and we all want to, you know, have the college, you know, experience. Not just, not just the partying, but, you know, being at park, being in the radio, you know – station uh being in the studio you know mm-hmm. being, with, being your with your friends and, and i think it, like that's where he's gonna be like well if they if they took the spring semester away i'm not gonna give them my money because i'm not getting that experience you know mm-hmm. what i mean i'm just not getting that experience yeah no i'm not getting the experience right. i'm paying for but you know hopefully but like going forward my my goal this year is to go in with a positive yeah. oh mindset. yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with the mindset that we're going back until yeah. i hear otherwise i so. think I think that's, that's, how you a, that's a great mindset to have because I think the the more positive you are, the the better usually the outcome is. You know what I mean? Like you you have a better chance of mm-hmm. it being oh, a, yeah. a better you know whatever you know. And hopefully it does work. You know, hopefully you know you get there on the twenty seventh and it's it's looking okay and then everyone else comes in. I mean, mm-hmm. I think... yeah, no. When I get there, I'll definitely tell <laughs> but, you, you know, how it is. I'll be quarantining by myself for uh, until you know, my test results yeah. back. So, I mean, and that's the other thing. It's like you know, they're, they're they're doing all the Noah's got everyone's the doing the, the they're like you know they're doing the safe precautions. Everyone's getting tested, quarantining for twenty four hours, 
you know, uh, they're split for roommates. So if you, you know, if you're, as you know, are doing like, you know, he's going to the hotel, you've got the dorm room. So yeah, I got the dorm room. He's got the hotel, you know? Yeah. Everyone's getting tested as soon as I get but, there. You know, we're... like if people got Rona, they're immediately going to go to Emerson. <laughs> is that where that, is that where the, uh, Emerson damn. hall? Yeah. Cause I want to I know, live in Emerson. actually I know somebody who lives or was supposed to live in Emerson. Um, she's, yeah, ever, nobody's she's living a, there anymore she's a now. Junior. But... Um, and I was like, texting her there. I was like, oh, are you going back to, to school? And she's like, no. I was like, why? She's like, oh, because I don't have a place to stay because she was supposed to be in Emerson. And now that is all shut off. Yeah. So she's like, I don't have any. That's, That's crazy. like nuts. How did, I don't, how did they plan on moving people if they, they got rid of every, all, there's no, you can only be in a double. And so they got rid of all the triples and quads. How do you even. And they got rid of Emerson as a whole. So, like, how do you replace that That's amount of rooms? Like, and Emerson's big. Like, I've walked past there many times. I, I haven't even, you know, I haven't even thought of it. Like, I just got my, I got my assignment that I'm going to be in Boothroyd. Yeah, but, like, just like, Emerson. All right, that's it. I haven't even focused on any, where I mean, anybody Emerson's else would have been. huge, and, like, there are a lot of people in there. Emerson's a, Emerson's a lot of, it's a, it's, it's a, a big room. And how do you, like, you know, Ithaca's, the, like, you know, the dorm rooms, there's not many of them. You know, and all of them are pretty, pretty full already. I don't think there's many that are like left empty right now because there's freshmen, there's us sophomores, and then you have the occasional junior, mm-hmm. I guess. But even the junior, I mean, juniors are off campus too, right? Yeah. Juniors? You can live off, I, I think you have to apply okay. for it to live off campus as a junior. Senior year, you don't have to, but you have to apply right. as a junior. But I think they waived the off campus thing this semester. Right. I think. Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, like this year. I think because I know a lot of people it. living in townhouses, so I think that that's kind of like the room. Yeah, a lot they needed people to oh, live yeah. off. Campus. I mean, I was even thinking about living off campus. I was like, well, think about getting a small house right near downtown. If I had a car, if I if I had yeah. a car, I, that would have been cool. But I don't have a car. But um, you know, it's just it's things like that. It's like you know, you got you got to make sacrifices. You got to adapt. You got to work roll with the punches mm-hmm. because if you don't, you're just gonna be kind of stuck behind i think it's like this is kind of like a broader topic but with like in change in general in life like if you aren't willing to you yeah, just gotta exactly, accept if you're willing to like change as life or even say evolve as life goes on you're gonna be it's gonna be first of all it's gonna be really tough because you'll be trying to live in a, a certain way that doesn't really exist anymore and it just this is how life goes like you mm-hmm. gotta evolve like you gotta keep you know changing I talked about this with like Noah Haberman and, and, and Noah Scott. Like, if you aren't evolving every day, if you're not changing every day, then you're kind of just stuck in the same place. Which is, I mean, if, if, if that's what you want to do, that's by all means, that's great. <laughs> that's that's fine. <laughs> you know? Look, that's you. But you got if there's if things are changing around you, you just got to embrace the change. What's the point of fighting back? I mean, against it, it? There's really no point. I mean, and you know that is how humans you know to grow and develop. Is like you got to be willing to develop advance yourself advance exactly. yourself and not everything in life is going to be perfect i mean you know we look look at 2020 look at 2020 no, we're human for example. Beings. no one's perfect. perfect nothing's perfect yeah no literally the whole entirety, entirety of 2020 year, was i don't think we even as much of a disaster that 2020 was as in a year on an event scale um i can't think of any year yeah. that's just been perfect every year has bad events regardless of if it's a lot of bad events like whatever but there are every year is going to have bad events, and you're just going to have to learn to yeah. just oh, got to roll with it. It's just I think boom, you know, boom, one boom, of boom. the biggest things 
is that with 2020, it was very, you know, yes, there were a lot of things that happened in a short amount of time. So there was Corona, then there was George Floyd, you know, uh, the fires in Australia, then there was the president uh, mm-hmm. uh, the election. I mean, the election, like that was like, yeah, the whole Iran situation. Yeah, so like, of the was, year. I mean, I can think of back in uh, you know November when the election was going. On. I mean, the election felt like it took more like a year than it did just a couple of months. You know, there was so much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and yeah. I remember, uh, you know, this is like the heaviest election. I've yeah. ever, like I've personally I mean, I the, seen the first time. So when I when I was at, out in LA in November, um, when everyone was voting, you know, the day of the election. Uh, you know, we turned on CNN on the TV and we did not turn off until I don't even, we kept, I think we kept it on for like two days straight. It was like, we were like, we can't turn this off because this is so big. No, that was, that was, that was my, that was you my know? entire house right now. It was like just constantly. Because I think there was, was it. you know, it was just like, what else could go wrong, you know, in right now. In the, mm-hmm. And it was also kind of like, it was interesting to see like how, drastic people's emotions were during that time. It was like, you know, people were like, oh my God, if Biden doesn't win, you know, the world's going to end and the U.S. is going to go down in flames. And then it was like, oh, if Trump wins, you know, who, 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 who the hell? Bada, yeah. Like, it was just so, it was like, that was just like, that's just the entirety of 2020. It's like, everybody's on the edge of their seats. It was just, everything, yeah, everyone's exactly. so tense. Everyone just, no one knows. Oh, like, everyone's so like, tense. No one knows what's going to happen. It could, it could be, there could be like a, mm-hmm. a total random thing that's been, you know, thrown into the mix, and you're like, "Holy crap! What the hell is that?" Like, you that was just 2020, and it's in a nutshell. Like, sh- shit was gonna go down, and it could have gone down in the strangest way. I mean, look at like, let's talk about sports for yeah. a second. We're both very big sports enthusiasts. I mean, look at this. Like, have you ever, mm-hmm. in your 19 years of being on this planet Earth, been through a year where there was not consistent sports? Like, this is no, the first, is the first year, year. year. No, there was no madness. madness. I, and we all, I, the, no opening forgets, day. Like, there was one day in March. What was it? March fifteenth yeah. or March sixteenth or whatever. The entire, the entire like, sports world can't do all in one day. Like no Every opening day. Week. You remember, like you know, baseball. Because you're a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan too. It's like you go to opening day. It's like mm-hmm. this is the start of a new season. Teams are ready to go. It's like that didn't happen. People were like, oh, it's gonna happen. That's you gonna know, happen. In May and. It, the NBA season and the NHL mid-season, season, they were exactly. mid-season. Like, you were, like, all of a sudden, you're just, like, we're suspending it for now. Like, it, like this was just, like, I, you, no one ever lived through it. And they stopped in March. They stopped in March. They didn't – sports didn't yeah. come back till like, July. So, it was, like, nothing. Like, you – like, it was just – it was that was just, to me, one of the strangest and oddest parts of this whole – you know, when we were going through the quarantine and lockdowns, like, just – turning on the TV and usually you see some sort of sport, whether it's like, it could be the weirdest sport in the world. Like, I don't even know. Cricket. Yeah. You know, like or, or polo or something like that. But it wasn't, <laughs> not even that was on. Like you couldn't even like, you know, mm-hmm. usually like you, you see like, you know, some straight sport, NASCAR or F1 or whatever. Not even nothing. There's and nothing. all of a sudden, like, you know, when I remember like when July hit and we saw the NBA was going back in the bubble and the NHL was going back in the bubble. And it was like, it felt like it was just like, I don't even know how to explain it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, life is somewhat coming back to normal because we're seeing sports again, mm-hmm. you know? And now we have, hockey what, starts, hockey starts Basketball's going weeks. on. January 13th, basketball's on right now. They're, what are they, like, five games into the se- five games into the season. It's a shortened season. You know, it's like 72 games. Hockey's playing 52 I mean, it's, games. It's just so um, cool. And, you know, then 
when NFL was coming back. I mean, I remember this. Like, we were on the edge. The NFL, the NFL didn't miss <laughs> I mean, the, NFL, the NFL went. The NFL went with its schedule I mean, as planned. The only yeah. thing I wrote it was. I, mean, I think you know they. I mean, we talked about this on a show for the listeners. Nick and I run a show on uh, VIC Radio called Timeout. Uh, coming back next semester. Back next semester, we're gonna. We're, with, yeah, with, with Jeremy Goldstein gonna come on a show with us. And we're gonna we're gonna start our social media and stuff right. as soon as the semester but, um, starts. You know, we, we talked about this a lot. Like the NFL was like they came back in it like it was like it was nothing. You know, they were just like like all of a sudden they were traveling mm-hmm. and going other places. And I think I mean of course you know they were wearing masks and and you know they were tested on on a on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And they had the co- you had like a COVID reserve, so they were doing if you get tested positive, <laughs> they had a contact trace. And that's like you saw teams like the Broncos. I mean, who had it no was like. They didn't have a quarterback on their roster eligible to play in the Browns last weekend with no eligible wide receivers to play. I mean, and they it's lost crazy. The Jets. Also, speaking of the Jets, uh, they've lost Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> going yeah, back to <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going picking, to Jacksonville. If he picking up uh, something we talked about on the other show, uh, we all thought that he was going to go to the Jets, but now it looks like he's going to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. No. Since our last episode, the Jets have won two. Ep- since our last episode. Of time out, the Jets have won I mean, back to back. Who would have thought, man? The Jets have won back to back football games <laughs> against the Rams and the Browns. The most of are playoff teams. Oh, but that, that just that just goes to show. Like, you, can't, you can't make this. The, you can't make this the shit year up. Twenty twenty. The Jets were going to go zero and sixteen. Now they've beaten <laughs> two teams that they should have lost to. Really should have lost to, but you know, twenty twenty closed yeah, out. Oh, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. As, as at least when it comes to, at least when it comes to like but speaking Jets. like in a broader perspective <laughs> I know we talked about this on uh, time as well it's like do you think that the NFL did a smart job with with the whole corona things I mean I know they had the reserves list and they had you know if you had if you tested positive you couldn't play but you know we, if we look at the Tennessee Titans like they were on a weekly basis getting teams you know suspended oh I remember that that was um, the beginning because of the they season. had so many cases on their team. And then happened, and with, then the happened with the Ravens. Then, you know, the, a lot of teams had some, uh, you know, not as many as the Titans or the Ravens, but you know, we were seeing we were seeing Tuesday night football, Wednesday I mean, it night was football. Just crazy. It was. It, do you, mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, um, could that have been prevented? Had and I, I talk about this scenario with a lot of sports fans. Like, you know, here's my scenario. So, what if the NFL was like, okay, we're going to do similar to what the NBA did with the bubble. We're going to pick four stadiums. In one region, everyone's going to play. Thirty-two teams are going to play in those four stadiums. Could that have been a? Could that have been a, a, a? I guess a solution, or does that seem like it's just too much? Because it's thirty-two teams and a lot of players. It's it's thirty-two teams, and you have to think about it. There are fifty-three players yeah. on each roster. On top of coaching staff, and NFL has the most coaching, has the largest array of coaching staffs. Than in any other sport, then you got to bring in front office people to be on site. It's just, and then trainers on top of coaching staff. You're gonna have trainers, and you're gonna have the physical therapists, and you're gonna have clinical staff. It's, I think football as a sport is far too complicated to be able to be played in a bubble situation right. unless it's the playoffs. Right. And then I put in the playoffs in a bubble. I did disagree with that. I think the playoffs should have been. They could have done. Two bubbles, one for the NFC, one for the AFC, and then right. they meet for the Super Bowl. Um, they chose not to do that this year. Whatever. That's not – I don't run the NFL. <laughs> you got to call Roger Goodell and be like, hey, brother. But 
Yeah, I'm gonna go call <laughs> Roger Goodell right now and be like, "Yo, bro, you gotta do yeah. a bubble," and then he'll listen to me because Roger Goodell knows exactly who Nick LeBron is. But if I was running the NFL, I would have tried to organize a playoff bubble. I think it's way too hard to do in season, especially with how divisions are lined up and conferences are lined up, and the way the schedule is. Like they would have had to totally yeah. rework their schedule. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with um, that. Because the NFL schedule is so co- when the way the way they make the NFL schedule oh, is like it's insane. It, it's <laughs> it's it like really way too complicated. Just, like I mean, the way that these you know it was like we saw teams like we saw the Rams like they'd fly to New York, you know, or they'd fly to you know wherever they you know the Raiders would go. The Rams flew. What are the Rams? I think the Rams flew to New yeah, York so back can, to back were, on a plane. Going all the way across the country, and it was—I agree with you. I think it was just way too complicated. There's way too many players. And the Browns, the Browns yeah. did it too. The Browns, well, granted, Cleveland and LA are in nowhere. I think they're not even close to being no. as far from New York. But even with the Browns, the Browns played the Giants on Thursday Night Football, on Monday Night Football. My bad. And then the next week, they were back in New York for the Jets on Sunday. I think it's just, you know, I agree with you. I think it's just, there's too many, one, it's just, there's 50, there's just so many players and so many coaches. And if you were to. Logistically, it would be far too hard to put the NFL regular season in a bubble. It'd be far too hard to put any regular season in a bubble because the NFL season, like regular season, lasts 17 weeks. Um. And you can't, like, leave a bubble. Once you're there, right. you can't leave. So you're going to deal with your bye week there. It's seven. It's 17 weeks of you're not seeing your family. You're not leaving. And even, like, if you put it, it'd be even worse if you put, like, the NHL or the, or the NBA in a full-season bubble. That would go from what? Just, like, at least, okay, we're looking at the abridged season for the NBA. That would go, they'd be in a bubble for seven, eight months. So they'd be from December to yeah, July. that's pretty crazy. That's a little too much yeah. to ask of people, I think. And you, you got to find ways to play in your home market right now. If the NFL could manage the COVID contact tracing, I think oh, any yeah. Oh, 100%. Can. Just because of the sheer amount of people in the NFL, it should be a lot easier to contact trace an NBA team than it would be, I yeah. think, for an I, NFL I think team. So too. Just because of the amount of people right. on an NFL yeah, roster. Yeah, I mean, they, they got a lot of people on that roster. Not just players, but coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, managers, uh, you know, everybody. And they're all traveling, too. It's not like it's just, like, the players and coaches. It's, like, mm-hmm. the entire franchise goes yeah. to New York, goes to L.A., goes to Pittsburgh. Um, but so uh, – No, like, everybody yeah. goes. The general managers go, the entire coaching staff, clinical trainers, uh, the whole roster that's eligible to play that day. The practice yeah. squad. Everyone travel, else does. But everyone you know, else does. Special team, everybody. So it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And I think mm-hmm. it's also asking a lot of them, if they were to be in a bubble, to stay away from their family for so long. Because the mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot. It's a lot asked to somebody. Yeah, Athletes exactly. are human beings. <laughs> exactly. So the last thing I want to close on, this is also sports related. I know this is kind of, uh, this was said like, I think a month or so ago. But I sh- we didn't really talk about it. Um, Henrik Lundqvist. Famous goalie from the Rangers left us sadly. You know, mm. very sad, very sad. Uh, signs with the Caps. Sign with the but Caps. But now he's so not now playing, he's not playing because of heart problems. Um, yeah, he just got. Uh, over let's just say, you know, I, I was just kind of blown away by this because this was such a huge thing. Uh, yeah. Because like he, he's a pretty healthy guy. You know, I think he he was. You know, he's mm-hmm. an athlete. Well, he's an athlete. Um, he's. 
he was what a yeah. goaltender for the Rangers for like and, twenty seasons. You know, seasons. when he went to the... um, argue he easily the best yeah. goaltender oh, the Rangers 100%. ever had, hundred percent. And it's it's sad, and especially when you hear the other report that he just known about it and played through a heart condition the last couple seasons, um, and that's uh, to the ill right. advice of his doctors. His doctor said he probably shouldn't be playing. He made the decision to play, and now he had he got open. I think he did have it. Uh, he needed open heart surgery. I think he did receive yeah, it. I think he did too. Condition. And he's probably not going to play. He's and probably not going to play hockey again. You know, I think. It, well, way. first of all, he, here's my kind of story of it. It's like when he left the Rangers, I was very upset because I was like, "We're losing a really good goalie." You know, he's been with us for so long. <clears throat> Yeah. Like, we knew the Rangers were going to move on, yeah. especially with how good Igor Shosturkin played and last year. You know, Igor is fantastic. So and right. Lundqvist is 37. No. Like, they were going to move on from – they are going to move on from Hank. It was just a matter of time, so, matter of when. When he went to the Caps. And it just stung yeah, a little bit that he was like, like, When he went to the Caps, it was like – It's like, like a divisional rival. Really, I was like, like, you're like, you're going to leave us to go to, like, one of our biggest rivals. Like, not, not like <laughs> – you know what? I probably like if he made it. If they made a run, the Caps, I probably yeah. would have heard against him. I just, I really, he, he's the, in my opinion, the one player in the in the NHL right now that doesn't have a cup. I, that oh my, that's exactly what I was going to say. So I think one of the reasons that I kind of suspected he went to the Caps was because he wanted a cup. I think like, he, he wanted a cup. He wanted to be with Ovechkin and be like, okay, let's, let's just let me win a cup and then I'll retire. Ovechkin's like Ovechkin's gonna be like two thousand years old. And still you know, fifty goals. A like season. I was like, I think that's one of the biggest reasons he went there. I was like, he just wants to win a cup. Like he's one of those players like that deserves. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he wants he he's a he's in the twilight of his like, career. He, he, he deserves, deserves a cup in every sense of like he yes you know he was with the Rangers like a couple years ago when they're absolute shit and like he's played with them. He's been on the good teams. He's been on the bad teams. Like he just he. Mm-hmm. And now the Rangers are on the up. The and it's upside, just and it's a bummer, you know. And now I think. But you know, I did hear mm-hmm. about him uh, a couple of months ago when he was was he playing? I think he or there, it was when him and Igor were kind of going back and forth. And he... yeah, no, he see Lundqvist played when we were yeah. got swept by the Hurricanes. Um, I think Lundqvist started and, the first. Yeah, you know, that's games. where he was having. And they had Igor right. start game I three. Think could... And and to be totally honest, yeah, Lundqvist no. didn't play bad. Like, Lundqvist gave up one goal, and then it was, like, a two-goal game, and then they right. benched him for Shesterkin. But the issue is the Rangers right. couldn't score. Like, we, you aren't going to win a, you aren't gonna win a hockey game scoring right. one think, goal you know, game. You know, I think that was also where he was having uh, – where his doctor's like, yeah, you have a, a heart problem. Like, you should really relax. You know, think about – I think he – I think yeah. I think it and got then, bad around then. He like he made the decision to, like, opt. He yeah. was practicing with the Caps. He made the I decision mean, last week. It was just week. tough. It was tough to see because I was like – Damn, like, as much as I hated that he went to the Caps, I was like, I kind of wanted to see him play for the – I just want to see him play a couple games for Washington just to see how it would look. But then <laughs> – I just I just want to see him. I just know, wanted to see him win. Now he's – I don't really care. I, the only team I would – there are only two teams, three teams in the NHL that I just wouldn't rooted root against him on. It would be the Devils. The oh, Islanders, my God. Could you imagine if he went to – Possibly oh, the Bruins. Bru- I mean, well, Nash went to the Bruins, so – Rick Nash, we traded yeah, Rick like, Nash. Still, it's kind of like, I mean, well, yeah, we did trade. Rick Nash yeah. played a season there. <laughs> and retired. True. I mean, like, you so. know, if he went to the Bruins, I would probably, I'd be probably more pissed if he went to the Bruins than if he went to the Penguins. I'd be really mad if he went to the Islanders. I, I, I'd be really yeah, mad if he went to the Islanders. That'd be just, that'd be like the biggest f you to the to Rangers fans. That'd be, that'd be such a, that'd be such <laughs> that'd a be fuck you like, to Ranger fans, and I just, I wouldn't, I'd be like, what? 
mugged or something if he went to the if he went to like could you imagine yeah, he would like be in New I York. mean I wouldn't walk out of my I would like oh stay my in God. my house I, I would stay in my I have like bodyguards like, I wouldn't even me to games. show my face New York New Yorkers are because, well, I'm trying to think so Islanders play in Right now, they're probably. I don't even exactly. know. I know because it's. <laughs> I don't think they're playing at the Coliseum. Th- that's what I thought. Because I think the Coliseum like shut down, and the Belmont Arena is not going to be done until next season. By the way, when we, me and Noah are coming back from really? Connecticut, Noah Scott, we passed the Bark. We passed the Belmont. You know. Yeah. For the Islanders, we passed it. It's so much yeah. further along. Than you'd think. The entire exterior is done, and my uncle is a uh, contractor. That's yeah, I knew it. Were, it was supposed to be. So I, what's it called? I can get pictures from inside. Damn, it yeah, no, so apparently cool. it's supposed to be like really, really nice. I mean, you know, don't get, don't get me wrong. MSG is mm-hmm. nice too, but MSG's yeah. been there for ages. I mean, yeah, and the yeah. Islanders playing at the. So I mean, it's really. So... <laughs> it's it's good they're getting an actual and they play at the Nassau Coliseum, so it's a good thing they're actually gonna get. They're gonna a... finally get their own. But I think that's just an like arena now. I mean, New York is like known for having two sports teams, like Jets, Giants, Yankees, Mets. And then you have the Yankees, Mets, I mean, the Islanders, the Rangers. Just, um, football-wise, actually, you have three, but I don't think you can count Yeah, I mean, yes, you can't count kind of, Well, <laughs> New York, yeah. Buffalo's its own Buffalo's region. Buffalo's its own region. I mean, it's just that's just how – that's just that's just New York. God well, actually, speaking fans. of Buffalo, uh, they are having fans for their play, home playoff game. Yeah, Cuomo is going to allow fans there. 6,700 6, fans. Um and they all are going to be socially distanced. You're going to need to prove. I wonder how you get That's going to be like talk about winning the lottery. Uh, I wonder how you. <laughs> I, I, I tickets are like, already on sale. How do so. you even? How much those oh. seats are going to cost? Like oh my god! Especially because the how it's the first Buffalo home playoff twenty five like years. Twenty five years. Something like that. Like it, those seats are going to be like ridiculously you, I mean, expensive. Like, the price must be absolutely outrageous for just like a couple of seats. And it's not... I, I personally, I wouldn't be caught dead <laughs> at the <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think it's the smartest idea to go watch a go watch a football game live with sixty seven hundred people. But you yeah, know, you do you. I guess. Well, I mean, look at um those tickets are going to be uh, ridiculous. Chiefs. I mean, they have they've had uh, fans. Well, a lot, of, a lot of the arenas are letting fans in. Yeah, Tampa, that's true. Florida. That's true. <laughs> well, no think, offense who, who to Florida, but Florida. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh uh, lets fans in. Chicago. Um, the Chicago, Eagles don't. Washington, the Bears? Do they have, maybe the Bears. The sh- Chicago doesn't. Green Bay doesn't. Green Bay doesn't. Minnesota um, doesn't. Oh, the Texans. The Lions Texans, might. The Texans have fans. Yeah. Oh, Texas, all the Texas teams do. The, the Texans Cowboys and have. the Cowboys do. Um, Washington, Washington did some, but did. it wasn't like a crazy amount. It wasn't like a crazy amount. Like, they just allowed some people in. I think it was like I think it was like yeah, family. I think Carolina had. Did, yeah, Carolina definitely had some. Carolina, um, had fans. but you know, it's just I think it, this is like a special. A few teams yeah, out think, west. Uh, was it Arizona had some? Arizona did. None of the California, None of the California teams. California I think the, teams did. Seattle the Raiders, did. They, Las Vegas, they they. I feel like they would have some. No, they didn't. Vegas didn't. Right. Vegas didn't. No, they have tight COVID restrictions. Vegas. <laughs> That's actually. surprising. That's very Shockingly. surprising that, that Vegas. Yeah, no, like they actually have, like really tight COVID restrictions in Vegas. That's like you have to be really crazy. careful there. Yeah, no, it's interesting because in LA, yeah. uh, they really don't. 
I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Honest, I'm gonna be really honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it's hot and people are outside all the time, so it's not like as crazy. But like when I was there, I mean, it was like masks were like. Well, well right now out. they do because uh, California yeah. is the highest. So like, look at it now. But like when I was there, like pre before the spike came, um, it kind of makes sense why there's a spike now because it was like seventy five percent of the people wearing masks, and then like everyone else like wasn't wearing masks, and like nobody really social distance. Um, like everyone just kind of out and about. Like there's parties going on, there's raves going on. So it's like it it kind of makes sense. It well, kind of makes. That's LA. I've never been to LA. I do want to go to California. Oh, I yeah, want to go to San Diego. I've been to San Diego. Oh, apparently, it's a lot of fun. I haven't. You have? No, apparently, it's really pretty. You haven't. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go to San Diego. I'd like to go to LA. I'd like to go to San Francisco. Um, at some point, I want to see Alcatraz. I know. I've always been interested <laughs> in that. It looks kind of cool, but like. Hmm. No, I definitely yeah. want to travel more. I probably I don't know if I'll be able to I don't know if I'll get the opportunity well, it this looks year, but hopefully in the summer. next year it, things are looking bright look look it's we, it looks like we got a light at the end of the tunnel now with the vaccine it's just a matter of getting it distributed think, to another you know the the what they're saying April yeah for like, oh my April's are you serious April's so, like that's like a maybe April's that's like a, away, I mean so. I heard June July for us. Yeah, no, like originally, I, I, originally when the vaccine came out, they were like possibly I mean, it'd April. be uh, a mere. Like... Look, I I have like absolutely no hope. Here's what I'm thinking. Like <laughs> I'm praying we'll get it in April, but like I was still even if we get it in. Here's June, what I was thinking: is the speed and efficiency that the whoever the what's the. Pfizer and Moderna. Well, Pfizer and Moderna. The two vaccines. The, the two vaccines. Speed efficiency that they did to get this vaccine under a year. Under a year. I mean. And they have an ethical. They have an I mean, ethical the, vaccine. That really that blows works. my mind because. Uh, because I saw this post. And it was like, no <laughs> one's found a, a vaccine for AIDS or HIV or uh, what was the other one? Some other disease. But all of a sudden you can find a cure. For Corona in less than a year, and I was like, "Well, maybe if you put the right minds to it." It's a dip- well, also those that are different true. kind that of viruses. True. A coronavirus is very similar to the flu. We got a flu, vaccine but didn't it take longer? Year, so. to, it took a while to get the flu vaccine, didn't it? Like it took. Yeah, but like the first flu vaccine came out in the sixties. Science has advanced <laughs> tremendously in the last that, seven that years true, or so. so. I mean, but it was just like I was like, "Wow!" Like they really like. They were really cranking this out. Like they weren't like they weren't playing games. Like they were like, we got to get this vaccine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the speed. The speed. I know you've done an yeah. episode of conspiracy theories. I listened to that one with Noah Haberman. This is a uh, brings out a lot of the conspiracy theorists. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, like where? How do you? How all of a sudden like you can make a vaccine? It bring it brings out it brings out all the people that are like, that's what I'm sure saying. this is safe. Like well, exactly, well, exactly, and that's why I'm like, well, you know. We'll see because I, I have a I have a family member who lives in West Virginia. He's a he works in the hospital. He's one of the uh, first responders, and he got mm-hmm. the Moderna one. Yeah, so he so you got he it's like you get in mm-hmm. two two waves. So you get two doses. So you, it's two doses. I think the Moderna one is you take one yeah. and twenty one days later you take another, and then the Pfizer one is yeah. So he took the he took his first one a couple weeks back, and he's getting his second one on January 9th. But he was saying how. Like I was, I was expecting some sort of crazy side effects. Like you know, I don't know, some something crazy that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, Growing exactly. like a second thumb. And then, like he was like, oh, <laughs> you grow you, like another head. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no, I just got like 
you know, soreness in my arm, and then I was kind of tired, and I was like, wow, really? That's like, well, that was like a tetanus it's vaccine. Like, it's like you, you get tetanus. Like, that's what usually happens. Yeah, the tetanus vaccine. That's what I, I remember when I got the tetanus vaccine. What was I, like, so, sophomore year of high school? I remember yeah. my arm was, like, really hurt, like, the last day. So that's like, what I'm saying. Like, it's just, like, it, it, the conspiracy really come out, and they're like, wow, okay, I wonder what's in this. Like, is it going to kill us? Is it, what's good? <laughs> No, they're like they're gonna. They're trying to. The government's trying to trap yeah. me. Like no one's putting a microchip. I don't even think you can in your do vaccine. That, it's all. It's liquid. Is it not? That would be quite. That would be quite the technology. That would be like quite the technological advancement. I, I mean, advancement. In, in total honesty, <laughs> getting um, getting I mean, a microchip. It in just. There. I think I understand. Like some people are kind of skeptical because yes, like it's less than a year. It, it did come out at a really quick pace, but like at the same time, like, like you, I just gotta you got to trust these people. I, I trust these people. I mean, if it's approved by the FDA, would it, like you know, if other countries are taking it, like it would make it would make absolutely no sense for the government to want yeah. to just kill off the entire. Like I saw, like people, <laughs> like what kind of sense does that make? You know, I mean, maybe they have their reasons. <laughs> I don't know, but like I saw, like. They're just gonna, you're just gonna kill 300 yeah. million people. Well, you know, like, maybe no Trump, Trump wants to go to the bank. He just wants to get rid of the country. Just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna <laughs> just, just, just murder the entire population. I wouldn't be surprised. I honestly States. wouldn't be surprised if that was like, you know what? Screw it. We gotta get rid of everybody else. Start again. But, you know, like people are giving it. There was people in. Yeah. Start this going like, You know, people. people in uh, New Zealand are getting this vaccine. So I was like, all right, if people in New Zealand are taking it, I'm, I'm low key. UK people, are people taking in the it. UK are taking it. It's all you know, over it's the just world. Like, it's, it. it's rolling out. And it's rolling out at a really slow pace compared to where they thought they'd be at the end of the year. They thought they were going to have like, uh, what was it, like 20 million people yeah, vaccinated yeah. by the end of the year. Well, I think it's two they're million. doing first responders so, and then... The issue is, is like, they should just open it to be able to have more people instead of letting doses of vaccine expire. And that's a huge issue apparently in other parts of the country right now. Um, just open yeah, it up so more people get the vaccine. Well, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Uh, if if it's as safe as you're saying, if you're if it's as safe as you're saying, yeah, it is, like, then let more people get about it. it. This way, it's like I just going back to New Zealand because, like, you know, they did really well with like you know getting corn out of their uh, out of their country um, back in like you know the summer. It's like they had no cases. Now they have like the vaccine because they want to make sure that everyone like stays safe. Is like they've offered it for free, for free. Like mm-hmm. no, well, like, ours is free too. Like now. Like, the, like the government going, paid for like, it. Like they put it out in, in pharmacies and in, in, in doctor's office. Like like yeah, everyone's oh, like really? you can go get it and it's yeah. free and go go like go get your shots, man. Like they're in like you know teasing it out. Like here in America, it's like yeah. you know first responders and then we'll do old people and then we'll. It's like it should, it should just be it should just be like if you want the vaccine, just it, like they should make enough doses so yeah, every exactly. anyone who wants. It's like if you want. It's just I don't get the point of this like cat and mouse game of like I get it they don't have an, I guess they don't have enough doses, but I don't understand the cat and mouse game of even with the doses you do have. I mean, not it's like, you, you know I mean whatever. maybe yes they kind of I guess one reason would be they don't want to like they just want to make sure the side effects aren't like terrible. So like imagine. I guess yeah I guess they want to like make sure it's just, I guess you know, yeah no, but really, that makes we'll sense. see I mean we'll get the vaccine like. Regardless, 2021 is looking like a, at least the very star we're, we're day in. in, but 2021 is looking like it's going to be a brighter year uh, uh, for let's, the world let's, than last year was. I think we have a brighter future knock, coming right, right now. Knock, knock, on, on, knock wood. on wood. Right? Let's hope on it. Well, uh, <laughs> Nick, thank you so much, brother, for coming on the mm-hmm. show. appreciate you taking the time. Well, no problem. And, uh, my my you know, pleasure. We'll, uh, hopefully, 
get back to Ithaca soon. You know, I hopefully my goodness, mm-hmm. if you don't go back, I don't even know what I'm going to do. <laughs> lose my mind. But yeah, um, but gonna lose um, my mind take it easy, brother, and uh, we'll see you later. Will do.